I love what I get to do. And what I get to do is point people to Jesus. Sometimes people think, oh, you do this, you do that. And that's our number one thing that we do is clear up misunderstandings. You know, we, we give a clear presentation of the gospel. We give opportunity for conviction of sin and for children to respond to accept the Lord as their Savior. I am thankful that I had a second grade teacher that cared for my soul. And it told us if we didn't learn anything else that school year, she wants to come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And she taught us math and English and all the other important subjects. But she gave us a clear presentation of the gospel with opportunity for response. And each morning as we held hands and gave our prayer request, when I'd been putting off making that decision, knowing I was a sinner, knowing I needed a Savior, and putting it off to about three-fourths way through the school year. By Easter time, I raised my hand that I would, wanted to know how to become a Christian. And she... Uh, my classmates, many of who I graduated with later, <laughs> they prayed for me that morning and we sat down outside uh, with her Bible and she opened to John 3.16 and put my name in it. And uh, we were able, um, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior at the age of seven, second grade. Now I went to a church that believed that we we're going to put, you know, teach you nice Bible stories and nice things and put nice things in your hands and send you home with a pat on the back and a smile on your face. And if you get to be the age of 12, we'll give you the chance to become a Christian. But we, um, in, in CEF, we believe when a child's old enough to recognize their sinner, they're old enough to accept the Savior for their sin. And we point boys and girls, and we try to clear up misunderstandings to that direction all the time. Now, when it comes to that, I, I wish that our churches, you know, had the dinner bell, ding, 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 y'all come, come and get it. And, and everybody would come for the, the hope that we have in Jesus, you know, to come and get the gospel. But as you know, in the churches that have those signs by their back door, you're now entering your mission field that it were to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, to always be ready to give an account of the hope that lies within us. So how can we get attention for sharing Jesus? I love attention, attention, attention. <laughs> but I love attention because I love pointing people to Jesus. So um, I want to give you, I started with Child Evangelism Fellowship in the 10th grade. They offered the class at my Christian high school as a Bible elective. <laughs> doing good news clubs, weekly Bible clubs at elementary of our school and outside of school. Fell in love with it and started full-time at 87. Became the local director for the Raleigh chapter in 92 and the state director in 2015. And have had opportunity for the last 20 years to do what we call the Children's Good News Spectacular. Now, I didn't start off that way. We, um, we had a mobile classroom called the Good News Express. Um, and I'll give you, this is actually Dorton Arena, if you're familiar with the Raleigh area. Dorton Arena is a 30,000 square foot circle, uh, funny shaped building. Most buildings are like this, Dorton Arena is like this. But as far as uh, over 9,000 people, Jim Graham building, a 100,000 square foot building. This is Winston-Salem. Since we started the Children's Good News Spectacular, sometimes people are like, what? And the first picture gave you, it's a one day outreach to thousands. Is it a lot of work? Absolutely. Is it well worth it? Absolutely. It is a, an, an, an outreach that gives the whole ministry a boost, but most of all, it introduces our community to Jesus. Now, we just did a spectacular this past Saturday at the Crown Coliseum in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We had 3,200 that attended. We are expecting um, over 5,000 at the Jim Graham this Saturday here in Raleigh. But when I started... Um, we would have, most of our ministry was one neighborhood at the time. Mothers and grandmothers had Kool-Aid and cookies and opened up their home and said, kids, just collect in my yard and I want to point, do something to point them to Jesus. How can I do that? And then we would, we would give them material, train them, or we would have train teenagers that, we would, that were believers that we would train to go and do these backer Bible clubs, five-day clubs during the summer, good news clubs during the school year. And we were kind of a one neighborhood at the time ministry. 
uh, best kept secret, and, but reaching children. Well, some of the areas were harder to reach. For example, in Raleigh, public housing, trailer parks, apartment complexes, where you didn't always have the host home or the host home wasn't sufficient for a gathering of the community children. And we also had a fair ministry at North Carolina State Fair and some fair ministry they use a tent and bring but we ended up getting a mobile classroom, an eight wide, foot wide, 22 foot long. The seats are movable in there and we call it the Good News Express. You'll get that theme with CEF, Good News Clubs, Good News Express, Children's Good News Spectacular, you get the idea. It is sharing the good news of Jesus with boys and girls. So this mobile classroom, going in and being our own, our own Kool-Aid and cookies, in a sense, our own um, snacks, being our own host home, the mother, grandmother in the neighborhood, been inviting. Some of those, again, it was seat 35 children, um, and whenever those clubs are that or less, it's great. Then God blessed us with our first snow cone machine for the summer clubs, and then blessed us with our first just basic square bouncy, you know, moon bounce. So when I went into a neighborhood that had 80 children, what we would do is we'd pull into the neighborhood and everybody, snow cones are free. So as you can imagine, I was a, it's like a vacation Bible school on wheels. I'm a kid magnet. So snow cones are free. They come get snow cones, but the bounce and the bounce, you need a ticket. Oh, you need a ticket. How do I get a ticket? Go inside and hear the story and they're going to give the ticket. So 30 kids at the time would go in, hear the story, get a ticket, and they'd be in line to bounce in the bouncy house. Well, the next day, just to mix things up, the next day, anybody can line up and bounce in the bouncy house, but if you want a snow cone, you need a ticket. How do I get a ticket? Well, get a ticket, you go inside and hear the story. So they go inside and hear the story and get their ticket. Now they got blue tongues and red tongues and grape tongues. And, you know, I, I hadn't had one yet. Stick out your tongue. Yes, you have. <laughs> so um, that was our one neighborhood at the time, being a kid magnet, being able to pull in have an outreach as long as someone give us their yard. Might not have a big enough living room or porch or deck for all the kids in the neighborhood. So that became our, our, our home on wheels, our host home. And you can see these are kids sitting inside the trailer. It became um, my, my baby for being able to go in and be able to reach children that were not reaching the church. Now y'all are gonna say, I came for the big event. I'm gonna tell you the big events. And I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna give you practical for those personalities that I have worked with and worked beside and worked for at times. There are some of you that want the details. There's some of you that just say, don't give me the labor pains, just give me the babies. <laughs> those those uh, big picture people and then those detailed people. So I, pl I, I do promise to try to give you both. I also like to give you where I went from to where I went to because I've done this at different CEF, Child Evangelism Fellowship, and it's in all 50 states in the country, all countries of the world except for North Korea. But when I've done this at different CEF conferences, sometimes people walk away. I have the idea, it's like a, a sermon. You know, you think you're going for this point and everybody gets all the other points that you didn't really think was the main point, but God did. So you're going to maybe get something out of this with the process and not just, you might say, 30,000 square feet, 100,000 square feet and what you're doing there, that's not me. But I can extrapolate that down to my version, my location, our church front yard, and I want to give you some of those. So just so you don't think I'm, when we do it, I always go for the, when the big spectaculars, I'm going for an agricultural building. I'm going for an annex. I'm not going for the Coliseum. I don't need all the seats and the little bitty basketball court in the bottom. So when we did it in Greensboro, I'm going for the annex. I'm looking for 30,000 square feet to a, 
uh, we, all the way to the TD Convention Center we've done in Greenville, South Carolina at 120,000 square feet. Taking it, taking to ask me, can you take this to Iowa? I figured out how to put it all on a 26-foot trailer. Wouldn't have picked Sioux City, Iowa on a map for nothing, but they asked me to come and I did. And so we, we did it there and they reached as many children that one day event as they had the entire state of Iowa in a year. And I did that for several years until they started getting their own equipment. So I went from a 26-foot trailer to an 18 to a 10, and now then I just drove the van, and now they fly us up for the last three years, and they have, they have all their own stuff. And they're doing it, and they just want us to come oversee it. So again, the large events I've been doing for 20 years, but before that, I've been with CEF um, at the Christian Youth in Action Training we just had in June. We trained 150 for summer missions, largest number ever. The last summer was 135. I realized I celebrated my first my 15th birthday at that training, I just celebrated my 55th. So 40 years of, of, of Christian Youth in Action that, that CEF does for North Carolina. So back to the large events. You, what are some of the things that you look for? You're looking for ceiling height, you're looking for square footage, and, um, and how it is for parking. And then, because I'm looking, when I'm do, looking at it, I'm looking at a multi-church event. And if I have it in your church's front yard, then I'm, not, I'm gonna have a difficulty of getting multi-churches. But if I can go to a park, if I can go, um, again, the outdoor things we looked at, and we had a couple events get rained out, and they said, can we possibly do this? So I went looking for the agricultural buildings, civic center type things. Again, what's my ceiling height, what's my floor space, um, and then bounces, popcorn, snow cone, we don't serve them real food, hot dogs, hamburgers, we serve them fun food, what you can serve a lot of for a little bit of cost. So that is what we're looking. I can also do a stage in the middle when I show you the layout. I do it so that if you're at all the rides, they're on the outside, and you leave your middle open. A lot of people like to do rows, and, and then you can't stand and see everything, and then I need places for the lines. And I like for the family to be able to walk around and see everything, and when I'm at the middle, with the sound booth and the control center, and I have the stage running, if I've got people waiting in these lines, the only place I give them to sit down is in front of the stage, and at the stage is rotating either music, puppets, illusion, sharing the gospel, every, um, uh, and I've done the guy spinning the basketball, I've done things like you do for a, um, an upward closing ceremony, ending of a VBS type things that you would do, but I've, I would have a stage rotation, and I would look at how can it involve the community, and how can it involve different churches when I do that. And if you're waiting in line, I want you to better hear it. I want you to better see it, even if you're waiting in line. You don't have to be sitting in front of the stage to better hear what's going on at the stage. So different, uh, the wow, the moon bounces, popcorn, snow cone, drinks, games. Games help you in that they give you more lines to divide the kids. If you do a game, and we'll do different games that we make and different games we've bought. I want, I want we again go inexpensive because we're looking at crowds. I do bubble gum and Tootsie Rolls. And everybody that plays the game gets one thing out of the bucket. And if you win, whatever the rule is for getting two bottles out of four bottles in the hole or whatever it is, if you win, you get two things out of the bucket. You can get in line as many times as you want to. Just like on the moon bounces, you learn that you start off with a timer, everybody has a little egg timers, and it's three minutes. If your line backs up, you go to two and a half. You don't make the announcement, I'm going to two and a half minutes, just do it. I'd rather the line move 
and you're not waiting in line too long, even if they need to get, they're going to get in lots of lines during the day, getting another line. But you want them to feel like that they're, they're moving, they're happier that way. Um, I, you see the face painter in the middle? I learned a hard lesson on face painting. This lady came for a day, five-hour event, I paid her $500. That's what she asked for, and she is amazing. She make the face look like whatever, you know, a clown, a tiger, a lion, whatever you want to make, amazing. But when I figured out the timing, I was paying her $5 a face because at her best speed, it's three minutes a face. And you, 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 you mathematically figure that out. I'm paying $5 a face. And the line was crazy, and everybody wanted their face painted. They love, kids love face painting. And so I realized that I was making more people unhappy than I was making happy, which was completely defeating my purpose. So I went with the group of youth, and I went with some simple patterns and use the wordless book colors. If you're not familiar with a book of wordless book, book of colors, it is a gospel presentation using these five colors. And we also have the bracelets that go along with them. You may have seen with the beads and you can actually buy these, the rubber bracelets. And we're giving them away at our booth, at the CF booth here. But <clears throat> we would use that pattern and they would do that. And I'd rather have 15 young people doing a simple pattern on the cheek it's still face painting. The kids are just, and, and I have more people happy than I have unhappy with me. Because the line would back up and you'd cut the line off. I've waited two hours in this line. And, and they, you could. Uh, and it was terrible. So I learned the hard way. Don't do with the professional one face painter. Go simpler and go more. Balloon making kit, they love balloon making, but you don't want one balloon maker at a station. You want uh, people that have a basic pattern <laughs> And you can do a class leading up to that and take a youth group for that, a group of youth, teach them how to make a few uh, flowers and, and, and crowns and different things that you can do. And, and that's what they make. Which one would you like? You're much better off doing it that way. Popcorn poppers for those detailed people. I, I pop my popcorn itself to death trying to use church six ounce popcorn poppers and have three or four of them over here and three or four of them over here. It was my, my nightmare when I first started. And, and i like, what is this line backing up? I've been in line for 45 minutes. What are you waiting on? Popcorn. And I said, never again, never again will I wait for popcorn. So I learned a valuable lesson for those detailed people that I separate my stations. I have a drink station, I have a snow cone station, and I have a popcorn station. You say, well, if I want drinks, popcorn, I have to get in two lines. Yes, but my lines now, you can, as quickly as you can walk through the line, you can get what you want. And popcorn, I went with the, the, it's a 20 ounce popper. It's the largest you can get and still plug it into a regular outlet with the one, the, the one that winks at you. So it's a 20 amp outlet. <clears throat> and then I got an LP, gas powered LP, like a gas grill. Popper was 32 ounces. And I mounted two of them on a table. And I can fill up a 55 gallon trash can of popcorn every 14 minutes. I have so much popcorn at the events, even though I might have five to 10,000 people, I can put them in those little uh, metal trays and I send a couple of kids out and I can serve popcorn to people while they're waiting in line. That's how much popcorn I have. I have popcorn come out of my ears. But that is not something that you, and you also want to start, <clears throat> if you're set up, especially if you're blessed with the indoor roof over your head, set up the day before. Um, it, it, we pay for the, Dorton, for the Jim Graham $8,000. But that's because it's the regular fee plus half the fee to have the air-conditioned building for setup day the day before. Well worth it. You go in the day of the event, everything's there. You just turn it on, raise it up. 
you do, you serve, and then you ask everybody to stick with you for an hour afterward, and you can have everything back in the, in the trailers afterward. You might say, how can you do that? Well, whether I'm doing an event with five inflatables or 30 inflatables, because of the amount of volunteers you have for that, if they'll stick with you for a little bit of time, you can have it all back in and, and still have it packed up at the end of the day in about the same time period. So you, I've worked with churches that do events and, and they want to do it and just to have the people on their property. I just want them to, to sit, the love of Jesus, just show the love of Jesus to them now that we're here and we care about our community. <clears throat> and like for fall festivals, well, some people just do like the VBS hop, they do the fall festival hop. How many can I make it in that season? And they're going for the free food, the free candy, the free stuff, the ooh and ah. And again, ooh and ah brings them, but we want them to know who we are and we want to represent our Lord and Savior well. We've got to have a way to point them to Jesus clearly. And we shouldn't be worried about apologizing being a church in the neighborhood that we're going to represent Jesus. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm shocked at times. Again, I'm, I'm being child evangelism fellowship. I hope you understand. I work with many different churches. And I find the purpose of working by believing churches. And I have a, 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 that will share a clear presentation of the gospel and point them to believing, receiving, accepting Jesus. I have a friend who provides our inflatables. Now, he does work for churches as a business. It's his livelihood. So he'll say, he, he, one time he had this, he, he's had some different churches that were hiring him for fall festivals. And he, but, but my good friend, and we are good friends, and he provides free the big, the big ride inflatables for our big events when I need more than what we have now on, our, on ourselves in CEF. <clears throat> and he'll say, well, my friend, he's, he's, he's works with children. He shares Jesus. And I'll give you a deal. He'll give them half price if they'll have us come. And he's tried to do that. And then they change their mind at the last minute and just have that attitude. We just want it to be a good feeling for them to come on our campus and get introduced to. And he's like, I don't understand. Why? Why would you not share the gospel with him? Why are you apologizing for being representing Jesus well? Um, how do you do that when you have thousands? Even though I have thousands of people come to an event, I can share the gospel with them personally and individually. So everything in the building is free. But to get on the main ride, what I call it, you want the, 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 the parent, the child, when they walk in the door to have that ooh and ah, that jaw dropper look, wow. You know, and they're just looking at everything. I mean, you want it to be impressive. You want it to be, and, and like, how is all this free? What's well, like the love of Jesus? You know, it's, it's free. And it's because good people that love Jesus have provided it. And, all, and I'll, I'll get on the speaker at times and let them know. Smile back at them. All the people serving you popcorn, snow cones, and drinks, and, and running those rides and those games, they've volunteered and given their day today to serve you, to show you the same love that they, that they have from Jesus, and to share that love with you, their community. And I hope you'll smile back at them, because sometimes lines get long, and sometimes it can get hot, and sometimes, as I tell our volunteers, their snow cone just doesn't have enough syrup on it. Or their popcorn bag just isn't full enough. There's some people that are just EGR people, you know, extra grace required. <laughs> and that you just are, are, are came unhappy and, and, and you just learn to say, is there something I can pray for you about? And, and, and offer. It's amazing how that, that will change that attitude. Is there something I can pray for you about? But for the main ride, you need a ticket. How do you get that? Well, we use a bracelet. And to get a bracelet, you come through, we'll have these banners and signs. Greatest story ever told, free, come see. And they'll, when I set up the main ride, I've set up where I have a room behind it. 
and when I show you the map, I'll show you that, but where you come through the, the line to go to the room, and in the room I have all the circles of tables, and I have the 30 to 50, depending upon the size of the event, the presenters, that they will have a wordless book, they'll have their Bible, they'll have tracts, and they'll come, at the door you'll have a catcher. So it's like the one that pairs them with everybody, and this, this parent and these three children, or this grandparent and these four grandchildren, and they'll put them with this person, they'll go over the little circle of chairs, Hey, have you ever seen a book like this before? How's it different from most books? And they'll tell them, oh, it, yes, it has all different colors, but it tells the most wonderful true story in the whole world because it comes from God's Word, the Bible, and I like to start with the gold page. It reminds me of. And they began to share and, and share the gospel and give opportunity. Um, and so when we do that, then they'll take their group at the end and they'll bring them back to the exit table where we have the theme is your family needs a church family. And we have all the churches that are involved and their locations, information, and we encourage them because Child Evangelism Fellowship is not a church. Our goal and purpose is to help you be successful in reaching your community for Jesus, to come alongside, to be an assistance to you, to be that extra staff person that does this all the time and can help you do this outreach in your community. And wherever you are, you'll find Child Evangelism Fellowship not too far away. Now, your Child Evangelism Fellowship closest to you may not have all the stuff that we do as far as equipment type stuff, but there are, many, there are partners in your community and believers, as God has his believers all over, that do, do have access to this equipment and have the ability to do something like this, a version, a variation of this, and it, it absolutely can be done, and CEF can help not only partner but what I would call, this is an icing on the cake type thing. This is a you know, one-day outreach. These are special events. Our bread and butter is the weekly Bible clubs <clears throat> that we do in the public elementary schools and helping you adopt in your public elementary school to do a weekly good news club that we have over 202 in North Carolina and across the country over 3,500 and helping churches all the time adopt those so you can have that weekly impact and be able to reach those children <clears throat> and see those families follow up in your church. So the room that you have, again, the circles, the places to share the gospel, are there other ways that you can share gospel through it? Sure, sure. the stage, one, one stage, continuous. You don't have to, it's not like the next show is in the hour. You have one thing, the next thing, the next thing. And we print that on a program, we hand them when they walk in the door. The inside has all the sponsors, the people that gave to make this free to them. On the outside, the cover, welcome, and it has a stage rotation. Um, we, again, puppets, we've done basketball people, we've done illusion people, um, again, uh, music, different music groups sharing. Do we involve the community? For our, our outreach, um, Chick-fil-A provides the sandwiches and Outback provides all the other fixings, the, the brownie and the potato salad and the salad and the different fixings for our volunteer room because in the middle of the event, when you do a five-hour event from 10 to 3, you need to feed them and you need to have enough <clears throat> to keep everything running and for them to rotate to go. So have we had other, I've had Miss North Carolina, I've had Miss um, Junior North Carolina come sing the national anthem. So is there a way that you can involve community people and expand you know, what you're doing? And again, our whole goal is to interact, involve, get community involvement because we want all of them to know Jesus. Um, this group here is a cheerleading group from local Christian school. They loved and every now and then they'd break out in a cheer, but they would do snow cones together. Uh, actually, this one's doing popcorn. They're working popcorn here. I've had them do snow cones as well. Um, I, had, I did get Ronald McDonald to come, 
And, and he, silly, silly enough, he was, he was a pastor that was underneath the costume. And he reported us for sharing the gospel, and their policy was they couldn't be involved in political or religious events, and I didn't know it. And so he, he's the one that turned us in, so he doesn't come anymore. <laughs> but he did come. He used, to, he used to come, like came for five years in a row. And I guess he just didn't like to have to work. <clears throat> so this is our layout. This is an example of a 100,000 square foot. I have a teen area. I have games. So we didn't start off with this, but we went to it. The toddler area, parents love it. We did a little waist-high ballys, and we marked that area off, and we have the yardstick. You need to be you know, shorter than this to come on versus an age. And it's basically a preschool toddler. And so we'll have them uh, in, in that area. And we put a set of bleachers over there. I told you the only place I give people to sit down was the stage, and that used to be the case. We do give the parents, and we have a parking area for all their strollers. And it has been a huge hit with parents of young children to better have a toddler area. Now, you might say, well, toddler area, you're doing it for being a ministry and sharing Jesus. Sure, but most of the parents with toddlers, they're over there with their toddler and their bigger kids, their school-age kids are running around the building, you know, doing other stuff, and they come back to them there. So, again, you'll have different age groups, um, and they'll still love to come over because we rotate every hour a, a, a set of puppets doing some songs, and they love the puppets. It's still, a, a, um, again, you're sharing Jesus from the stage and you're sharing in the greatest story ever told room. Again, the line that goes through here goes in the room, share Jesus, comes out, zigzag, goes to the line when they go through the line. The only way to get to that ride is to go, the entrance goes through the wordless book room to come back to the ride. So you, you, you think you're going the ride this way, but you're going to the room and then you come out and the line to the ride is over here. And it's, it's manned in that way that you have to come through. Um, I have to give, you know, here's all the tables and chairs, and here's the power. This is actually for this coming Saturday. And even though 100,000 square foot, you can walk freely through here, and we do the little blocks of wood, PVC pole, a T at the top, and we do yellow rope. So we make our, what I call the zigzag lines. If you don't, if you're going to have thousands of people, and just and, and you how the lines can mesh and run together and you don't know what line you're in. I learned it that you can put a hundred foot line, it doesn't come very far if you zigzag it, you know, 12 feet back and forth. You only have to be about three feet wide and you can zigzag it back and forth like here. And it's so much neater looking, so much more what they were organized. And, and then you can walk freely through the event and see everything and decide what you want to get in line for instead of walking through a maze of what line goes to what. And that's how it was before we had the zigzag lines. While I'm here, uh, again, only the, here's the bleachers to sit for the stage. I have a puppet stage, have a music stage, as you see. Any questions on that so far? Does that say military obstacle? It does. It does. That main ride has been the Iron Man. It's been a roller coaster looking ride. It's usually one of the larger that you would have to have um, 25 to 30 foot ceilings for. And it is a three bounces that's woven together that makes the larger where two people on your mark sit go, go, and they go through an obstacle and they climb and they slide and the, the, the military obstacle, obstacle to the back, they climb, they slide and they come out. Now halfway point you send the next two people. That's the ride you need to run the smoothest because it's coming from the Share Jesus room. 
and you don't really have a way for them to get back in line for that because it's primarily to make sure you keep you told them if they went through this room they get to go on this lot this ride and that's your priority it's to keep them happy that they you didn't it's not a bait and switch you know it's it's a we did this and we don't apologize for it. we're a christian organization we did this free we want we want the opportunity we're not twisting the arms if i can talk you into it anybody else can talk you out of it i wish i could believe and accept jesus for you but i can't but I, I want the opportunity to present to you and share with you a clear, simple gospel message. And that's all we ask. That's why we do it for. Everything is to be the ooh and ah for them to come back, want to come back next year, want them to bring their friends and neighbors, want them to get to know us. Um, and, when, and when I pray with the volunteers at the beginning, our goal is that this, this place you know, it, it is for, for God's work today for God to work in our volunteers, our helpers, but for God to work and for the lost to be convicted when they come in, that they'll see their need for Jesus, that they'll want to be saved, but also for the believers that walk in the door. I want them to see these volunteers being the hands and feet of Jesus, being about our Father's business. I want them to have conviction. That when, My dad growing up, he had this saying, son, push, pull, or get out of the way, but do something. You know, and, and I believe as believers that we should do something. I'd rather attempt great things for God and fail than to never have attempted. To be able to do, uh, be about our Father's business, this is a way that we, we work the North Carolina State Fair and we have a booth, Good News Express. We have a sign, free, greatest story ever told. And everybody's on their way to this food and that food and this game and that ride and this show and that show. And, and we get a trickle of people that will come in to hear the greatest story ever told. But when we do something like this, we are in the driver's seat. It's our event. It all revolves around sharing Jesus. There's none of the other garbage that they have to put up with. You know, we invite them when you're, when you're just a booth at a state fair, a county fair, another fair, and, and, and don't know at all what else is promoted and going on, going on out there. And you're just trying to get some of the public to come in to have a chance to sit down with them and share. In this situation, if you've ever been door to door, you know, witnessing, and how many doors today will open for you to come in and sit down and share Jesus with them. And you say, well, I knock on 10 doors and I have one open and nine that close, or nine that they're hiding behind the curtain and won't come out. You know, what, what's my percentage? It's a low percentage, and it gets lower as we go along. But here, something like this, you create. You're in the driver's seat. You have people lined up for you to tell them about Jesus. And I had, I put this poster in 70 McDonald's Every McDonald's in Wake County, the county that we're currently in, and the counties that are around. And as long as I have 70 McDonald's putting our posters and our tickets and our flyer in their store, inviting the general public to come for us to share Jesus with them, Lord willing, I plan to keep on doing it. Now, can I do it by myself? No. We have a partnership of local churches that they provide the volunteers. They're background checked, name tagged, t-shirted, and, and they're our volunteers. And I'm able to tell the public. Everybody serving today, they've been background checked. They've been, they, they love Jesus and they're here to serve you and to share the love of Jesus with you. So that's what you want for a local church. And that, that, now this is a multi, again, lots of people serving Jesus. Typically in CEF, if you're going to, we're, we're going to partner with CEF, you'd be a host home, you'd open up your home, invite neighborhood kids, or you'd come and get our training and you would teach kids in your neighborhood, or you get our training to better, better share the gospel with children in your VBS, Sunday school, children's church, that type of thing. Get our material, 
But here I can have security teams, I have cleanup teams, I have people manning the door, giving out tracks, I have people that are running games, running rides. I have the volunteers are just serving in the volunteer room when it serves, that serve, it's the senior citizens from my church that serve the lunch to the volunteers when they come in to eat. I can involve so many more people in an event like this that are not your upfront speak, share Jesus people. So I love bringing people together to serve Jesus together and having all those different ways that you wouldn't normally have to include people that don't normally get included. So that, that, to me, that's a huge plus. And that everybody in the building knows, I want you to represent Jesus well wherever you are in the building. You get a chance to talk to somebody, talk to them. You get a chance to pray with somebody, pray with them. It's our building. You know, it's the Lord's building for the day. It's our opportunity to minister to the neighborhood, to the community. And, but even though they're not the person in the wordless book room over in the corner, and they should be praying for what's going on over there, but they all know that that's what it's all centered around. You can do anything for free, but you come through there to get your bracelet to get on the main ride. And so I give all the different names, job assignments. Not only do you have somebody, workers at each of these stations, you have somebody in charge of each one. And then I have zone leaders that are looking after everybody on this side. Do you have water? Have you gone, did you take the rotation for lunch? Have you had, do you need anything? Can I help you? So it's people doing the job. It's someone that knows it's over them and somebody looking after them. To the community, um, I have churches. I started out with a mobile classroom, one moon bounce, one snow cone, one neighborhood at the time. I went to the Dorton Arena the first year, 20 years ago. 5,000 people came the first year. I thought it was going to kill me. It was a lot of work. Um, and I, I, at the end, when we talked about what had happened that day, I mean, I just, I, I boo-hooed. I was, I was stressed. I was wore out. You know, we had our prayer meeting at the end of what God had done that day and what he brought together. It has gotten easier since then. I'm just telling you that because once I had the initial, I had to do it first time sight unseen. I believe this will work. I believe this is going to have people come. I believe this is, and, and everybody that, that jumped in, jumped, as you know, um, it's not the corporate world. You're not paying them. It's not the military world. You can't, you can't, you know, it, 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 the best way to find out if you're a leader is, is, is do church work, right? And, and share the vision and the need and the purpose of what we're doing and ask people to join you. And, and you pray and ask God to work in their heart and, and to convict them and have them, have them buy in and come along with you and you're asking to be a part. And it is a wonderful thing. I started from the, to the big event, which has grown over the years and gone different places. But I've come back to figure out how would this model work in different ways. So I've had local churches, one church at the time, that do, do five inflatables, do a popcorn, a snow cone, have a shared Jesus room, have a bracelet or a way, and, and have everybody in their, their church participate in the different ways, because if it's their neighborhood, and have 200 to 600 people come and do it in the, in the front yard of their church. It is a fair weather event. It's nice if you have a gym and you say, here's my plan B, my rain plan. I can put three inflatables in there and we can serve popcorn here. We put the games in the classrooms on this hallway and we can make this room the wordless book room, the shared Jesus room. It's great if you have a plan B like that, uh, a rain plan, but some of them are completely dependent upon the fair weather. And, and you say, if it does rain on this day, we, do, we can back it up one Saturday or not. Some, some situations it's, it's that day or it's not going to be, it's not going to happen that time. You'll have to wait until next year. Um, but having that planned out ahead of time to know what that is so you can make that call. 
And don't make it on Tuesday. Don't make the call on Wednesday. Have your people with you to make the call on Friday. I can't tell how many times that the weather report Tuesday and Wednesday look bad. To come around, it's like, I think the Lord has a sense of humor when weathermen say snow, at least around here. I just think he just, the Lord has a sense of humor and plays with them. You know, it is, they say it is and it don't, and they say it won't and it does. And, you know, I just, there's, there's plenty of times where we have gotten to the day of and that, that storm fizzled and it didn't show up and didn't come completely different than what they predicted. So the closer you can wait to make the call, I realize you don't want everybody showing up that morning. Surprise, <laughs> it's going, we have to call it. Um, but again, as far as with front yard, this was another church that had it in their front yard. And you can see they used the slide as their main wordless book ride. It was outside. Again, if you're inside, if you have a gym, your ceiling height is going to matter. Your square footage is going to matter. How do you do the lines? Where can you have food? I've, been in, I've done YMCA's. YMCA gyms are pretty big, but I have to take um, tarps and I put a tarp in a corner and I put weights in the tarps and I put chairs there and that's the only place they can eat. I put a little divider. They don't want them doing snow cones and popcorn anywhere else in the building and that is the only place and I have to put a person at the doorway and they can eat all they want. They can have all they want, many as they want, but they have to do it right there on that 20 by 20 or 20 by 40, whatever you lay out for them uh, as far as tarp wise. But it can be done, and you can keep, again, you're looking at uh, community partners, you're looking at keeping them happy, and you're looking at serving Jesus. And where is it that you're going to invite the community to come to? So you can have small, and, and you can have large. I wanted, that mobile classroom, when I first got it, I got it for the fair ministry. Um, we used to pass around a fair, a booth, and the fairs got too close to each other. So when I first got the Good News Express, the mobile classroom, I did it to put on the state fairgrounds to do the greatest story ever told out of it. <clears throat> Once you were given a tool, I think of it kind of like Moses. What's in your hand? And then how can you use it for the Lord? And uh, when, he, when he said, again, he told Moses he could do it, and Moses is, but, 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 but the Lord, I, I don't want to talk so good, right? And, and uh, he made all the excuses. Uh, I, I hope that you look for opportunities. It's easy to make excuses of why we don't this and don't that and don't do this. And, but what could you do? What can you do? What's possible? I hope, if nothing else today, that it's giving you a little, that, that's my purpose and my goal, of what are some of the possibilities. We have open doors to the public housing area in Raleigh. And I, I get invited. And so what we did was we took this trailer and we put shelves four levels, 22 foot long down both sides, had a partnership with a local Christian school. And I have the logos that you're welcome to use the logos. It, but it's Joy Toys, Jesus, Others, and You. The school kids, I speak in their chapel a couple months before, they do a toy drive. It's kind of like the, the, the toys, the Marines, what the Marines do for the toys for the tots. And the barrels and things where the, the school collects it. They put a, a Christmas tree, they collect the toys, and we come with the Good News Express and have several churches do this and, and Christian schools, and we put new unwrapped toys. I have a boy section, girls, family games, balls, uh, stuffed animals, and we'll at, we make the connection with the community room, and they, even Raleigh Public Housing, sent out the invitations for me to invite people to the Christmas club because with the toy store, I become a ministry, a community partner with the toy store. Now, I realize Christmas isn't about toys, 
But again, it's not about bouncy house. You know, Jesus isn't about bouncy houses either. But if it brings a crowd for me to share Jesus with them, you get the point. Any God honoring way that we can do this. So I go in and I invite the community. And as the family comes in, I give the parents a ticket. It says joy, joy toys. And they all come in. I do the Christmas story with a gospel message woven through the Christmas story. Opportunity for response. And then we sing at the halfway point, happy birthday to Jesus. And then I have cupcakes because it's a birthday party. And I have drinks there and, and soda. And depends on what part of the country you're from, what you call it. <coughs> and um, so we, we serve that inside. But when we go to the, to the, from the organized to the, to the organized chaos, you know, when we go to the second half, the parents with that number, I have a radio, they have a radio in the, in the trailer, we'll call out the first five parents. They'll go out with, and our person has a bag and they shop. And they get to get the two new toys, the stuffed animal book to give their child for Christmas without little eyes with them. All the children are inside with us doing Christmas carols after for the second half of the club. They can put it in the trunk of their car, their apartment, and give it to their child however they see fit at Christmas time. We give the gift to the parent for the parent to give to the child. They can go through, I think my child would like this or like that. We, we learn this phrase, I know it doesn't meet all your needs, but we hope that it will help you, be a blessing to you. That's what we intend to be, is a blessing to you this Christmas season. And so I, any public housing, each of them in, in our area, has a president, a resident president of the neighborhood. And they'll tell you, we get the largest attendance of anything they do the entire year. If they want to make announcements about tutoring or about mental health or anything they want to do for the community, they make it when we do at the beginning in announcements before our Christmas club. And then we do the Christmas club in their community rooms. I have some of the neighborhoods, trailer parks we do it in, because I expanded as I did it for a while, that don't have community rooms. You say, what do you do? How do you do that? You don't have a room? What? I take 12 by 12 tents. And I, there's with the straight legs, and I'll do two by six. And I'll do the tents. I'll put my benches in there. And I'll, put a, I'll do the clips and clip the tarps around them. I've even got cold. I put, I've put a little kerosene heater in the middle of it. And we've made that the classroom. The Good News Express is still the toy store. Again, where there is a wheel, my dad said, there is a way. And there is more than, why you want to skin a cat, I do not know. But there is more than one way to do it. <coughs> I don't know. But whatever that phrase is, there's more than one way to do it. Um, and I just want you to know that there, there, I hope, we had a deal with the local Harley-Davidson. You see Ray Price, Harley-Davidson. We did this for like seven years. And they love to do a bike ride for anything and everything. <clears throat> and we, we, in our area, we have Christian, you know, bikers associations. And we, we have biker churches. Now, again, being CEF, I can work with, I get to work with different Bible-believing churches. I understand that, 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 you know, but you may adapt it to your ship. You may have people in your churches that, that are part of some of these that are, but they would do, they did the bike ride. And they... They all collected Easter baskets. I realize Easter baskets, many of them have the bunnies in there. And what a bunny and an egg has to do with each other, I have no earthly idea. But they'll collect Easter baskets to give to the children. And they will pull into the neighborhood. And you can't pull one of those motorcycles in the neighborhood without everybody knowing it. But you pull a whole row of them in the neighborhood and you plan it with the neighborhood ahead of time. And they come in, everybody comes out. I have my portable speaker. I do, the Chris, I do the Easter story, share the gospel. The kids get a, all get an Easter basket and get to have their pictures made with the motorcycles. Now, I had the whole neighborhood and got to share Jesus with them. 
Now, I did it in partnership with a with a the Hart local Harley Davidson motorcycle ride. I didn't. I wasn't responsible for them, but they let me be a partner, and I got to share Jesus. <clears throat> so that that's just again, we're being creative, looking for opportunities. Now, because of my time, I'm going to stop for a minute. If you hadn't noticed. I love to talk. <laughs> My wife says I tell too much, and I try to give you vision and detail with a few pictures that's worth a thousand words to give you an idea of what I, ha I get to do, what I love doing. I love partnering with churches to be creative with how to reach our community for Jesus. I can tell you that wherever you are, that there, there is a CEF chapter. They are primary goals is five-day clubs in the summer training your youth to go out and do these backyard Bible clubs we call five-day clubs, using your church homes as mission stations to reach the kids around them, and good news clubs during the school year, using those same family homes as mission stations to reach the children around them, or your local public school. And that's going to be their bread and butter. Some of them have, even if you come up with the creative, or you call me, I'll give you my card. I have a folder on Dropbox that has everything that I use from my programs to my announcements, <clears throat> my posters, I'll be glad to help you no matter where in the country you live. You have a group, you say, I'll put a group of people together for this outreach event, and we'd like to schedule a phone call with you, a video call, I'll be glad to do that. If it helps you reach people for Jesus, I'll help you do that and love to do it. And then the local CEF, wherever you are, can help you absolutely with that wordless book, Share Jesus area even though they may not have, like, I have enough to do our own events. I have 10 bouncies, I have, I have the gas-powered, the LP-powered, the electric-powered popcorn, I have you know, snow cones, I have uh, cotton candy, I have flags, I have ballys, I have... God's blessed us with multiple trailers, multiple equipment that we can do our own events to be kid magnets to share Jesus with families. And I get to help local churches across North Carolina, and I have been guilty of taking it outside of our state. <clears throat> to a few other states uh, to help with that. But Lord's blessed us, and we're blessed to what? To be a blessing.